I'm digging deep for the footy this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip In Butter Program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Well, let's see where the beer takes us. <laughs> Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Friday, happy Thursday, happy two weeks later, whatever. This is your life. Who are we to tell you what to do? All we do is record shit and put it on the internet. Speaking of recording shit and put it on the internet, we are the number one mixtape podcast that records shit and puts it on the internet. We've been lying about that for two plus years now. If you haven't stopped us by now, then you are certainly not prepared to stop us. There's nothing you can do about it. You're either going to sit there there and accept what we say for facts or you're going to find another podcast and you know what there's so many other podcasts out there and i don't think that's a danger at all but i digress <laughs> yeah. across from me that's my god that's your god that's wes with no t that's for every young 89 on all of the remaining socials is is it that on tiktok too no it's actually uh maybe we'll let's talk not talk about, about it we'll talk about tiktok later uh that's for every young 89 that's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here we call him elmer young better yet we call him our motherfucking friend what's going on my guy um hold on that man i'm here i feel like i'm extra present um this week you know i went to houston over the weekend yeah you know i mean got a little um i don't even want to call it a getaway but like just mm-hmm. went and hung out with my homie for a couple of days and you know it's a, it was a recharge, I guess, in a sense. You know what I mean? But I'm back and I'm present. And we're going to do this motherfucking pod thing that we do. Um, but not to digress too far into that, with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my guy at uh, catcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit or youtube.com slash dipping butter program where, according to him, um, the notifications are still ringing. We don't care. Um, I want to say that again. We <laughs> don't. We're gaining care. all the listeners in this intro. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Everybody. I love it. Um, where else do we want to go this week? Um, let's go to I don't know dot com slash dipped in butter program because I just don't know right now. I'm just here ready to talk about whatever the fuck we fi- fixing to talk about. But you can catch my guy uh, most and more importantly here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life um, on the dipped in butter program wherever podcasts are placed. Because that's where this one goes. My nigga and yours, what's popping? I did not intend on starting serious uh, this week. Mm. I guess serious in quotation marks. Yeah, I don't. But, never uh, you, ha- that. <laughs> you have a way of bringing the best out of me, bro. So fuck it. Let's just let's go with the best thing. Because I got a list, but a lot of times Wes inadvertently fuck that list. We're going to talk about the important things and the interesting things. So you brought up something in your intro that like I want to talk to you about now. This whole like living away from where you were born and raised that is new for me. This is not your first time living outside of the city in the state. You know what I mean? So I, I remember when you moved to Florida and shit, that was a sad time for me, but you came back, <laughs> but then you left again. So this is like, this is not new for you. Right, right. But the reason why I bring it up is because like you mentioned, you know, hanging with your homie and recharging and kind of like getting that boost of morale just for, I don't know if that's a boost for life kind of thing or just recharging the batteries, but I guess the perspective I want to put it in and ask you about is like the feeling about being around people that you know and people that are familiar that like charges your batteries for the ability to live out of town and away from your family and friends, right? Because I think 
no matter how good this shit goes when you move out of town and how good it is for your family and how good it might be for your career, I think a lot of times people take for granted how draining it can be to not be around people that just get you. So, like, it is a recharging feeling to be mm-hmm. around people that just get you. Like, Absolutely. I think that's kind of under under talked about and underappreciated amongst people, no? Yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely, um, like you say, being away from home is a different experience. So even the first time that I went away from home, like, I went to where my brothers was at. You know what I'm saying? So I still had that comfort in a sense that my brother had already, you know, established a, a network of people that he hung out with and considered family and friends that, you know, he was able to able to pull up on, even though that was different for me because, you know, not everybody who he considered that, I was able to consider that, you know what I'm saying, for the amount mm. of time that I was there. So, like, every situation, I don't want to say it wasn't as comfortable for me as it was for him, but, like... I was a guest, essentially, you know, in some of those situations where he was comfortable just because, like, these your people, these ain't my people. I just happen to mm-hmm. be an extension of you here at this um, point in time. But, like, being here, I haven't, you know, we haven't particularly, you know, built that network of people. My wife has people that she works with that, you know, she she's pretty close with. But, like, you know, we might do brunch once every other month or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing consistent to where I could consider them a part of my network. But, like... This kind of goes into the whole, you know, the the family that you create is, I don't want to say better or more important, but I will say more important. It's than, a thing. Know, the family. Yeah, that you come, like the family that you create is better than the family that you, um, you know, were, were um, or assigned to. Let's yeah, say assigned to. I was going to say ejected from, but like, I like, <laughs> I like your talk. <laughs> trying to say it as respectfully as well. Because sure. I know it's not coming from a place of disrespect from you and nor is it from me, but it is a thing. Like you're assigned your blood relatives and then you pick your family. Absolutely. So, or so like, Instagram says. Anyway. Yeah. So like now being here, I don't want to say it doesn't affect me as much as it did when I lived in Florida. Cause like you say, it would still be nicer. You know, when, when, when the homies pull up, it's, you know, it's, it's a celebration because everybody is together. Yeah. You know I mean, but like my, I got my family here, you know what I'm saying? That I see every day. These are the people mm-hmm. that in my life right now, I need to see every day. And like, mm-hmm. if, if I didn't have them, then that would definitely be strange. And it got strange even, you know what I'm saying? For a couple of days that I was in Houston, I got to Houston Thursday afternoon. <laughs> And I got home, um, you know, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening and shit. And like, nigga, by the time I woke up Saturday morning, I was like, yep, ready to go home. Ready to go home. Ready yeah, to go like home. Them people was really home, bro. Yeah. Like, really yeah, be home. Did it. Came. You know what I'm saying? Rested. I'm ready to get back to it. Let, let me ask you this. And since, you know, this is not your first time and it's the first time for me, mm-hmm. does it get easier the more you do it? You know what I mean? Like, I, I know just moving from city to city doesn't. Like it doesn't work that way. Like the more right. cities you move to, the easier it gets. I know higher, it's not like yeah, the higher yeah the it's not like a tick. But like, do you feel like the longer you live away from home, the easier it gets, or is it always kind of the same? Or like, how does that work? I guess or how just, has that been for you? I should say. I guess it just kind of depends on the circumstances. For me, right now, I guess it would get. Um, I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of. It's it's hard to think about for real, for real. Because just in my particular situation, like. I got a niece that I would love to be able to see a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? If I was home and my sister and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My mom and shit, but also in the same token, like they got their own families. You know what I'm saying? My mom is married. You know what I'm saying? Been married. My dad is married. Been Like everybody got their own situations where, you know, I, uh-huh. I can still feel all right by being away. But like I say, I, I would want it be, because these same people are getting older and you already know how we feel about time and how valuable it is here. So it's like, yeah. I would love to be able to spend more time with them. But it's kind of, you know, it's a, um, you got to charge it to the game. It's what come along with it. And it's the shit that you have to consider when making this decision in the first place. So I was cool yes. with it. And I'm still, it, it, get, it gets easier to be cool with that decision, I guess, if that's what you mean in a sense. 
and let, let's be overly transparent here too. Like I dig what you're saying about like, I would love to be able to see my niece more and stuff like that. Like, cause I, I already know how you feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Like your niece, like this is a big thing. You know what I mean? Like all of this shit, family is doing more family things, more families getting married, shit like that. And you are essentially quote unquote missing out, but you're not necessarily missing nah. out because you got a family of your own. Like you said, they got a family of their own. You got a family of your own. Y'all can still be close without being, invasive i'll say but like even in saying that you even kind of have a a decision to make outside of if you don't live at home where it's like do you want to be the overimposing uncle that like right of course you love your niece everybody loves their nieces and nephews i would imagine and it's like do i want to be the uncle that like your your niece gets old enough to finally like look at the situation and be like do Uncle Wes got anything to do? Because this nigga's like over here all the time. Like, is that a thing? Or do you worry about that? I, I do think it's a thing, but it made my brain think of, uh, and maybe this is relatable, um, but there's there's a short list of people <laughs> that you don't talk about after they leave. Like, there's a short list of people that you can say what you mean right in front of them and that be what it is. You know, uh-huh. and, and by this I mean like if that would be the case like a nigga would be able to say that to me in real time to be trying to figure out what the hell I had going on versus right. Uncle Wesley always over here and once once Uncle Wesley leave the house erupts with why the fuck do this nigga be over here like <laughs> like that so that that's what I mean by that. You know what I'm saying? But those like, uncles exist though, right? Like I'm not naming exist. no names or pointing the finger at nobody because I really can't honestly think of none off the top of my head to give y'all a funny <laughs> example of. But like those uncles exist. Like the uncle that's like, I know you family. We love you and all, but you're over uncle us. Like that's a thing. Like that's something oh to be God. conscious of as an involved uncle, yeah? Usually, usually the single uncle, I would, I would uh, assume there because he got too. And the single aunt, so let's not forget yeah. them too. Like the I mean, single the aunt same, sometimes, yeah. and I hate to say it like this, but the single aunties are usually useful. The single uncles usually just That's be a good in the point. way. That's single, a good point. Look single, at us single, finding a way yeah. to give women they props on ourselves. Right. Finally, um, yeah. yeah, no, a single aunts are more useful than single uncles. Single uncles, like sometimes, and I don't. Trying to be careful not to disrespect people that I don't know, but like sometimes the single uncle with a football Allen Iverson jersey that keeps hanging around his 19 year old nephews trying to like live their high school graduation for them is a little bit weird to me, bro. Like Absolutely. you shouldn't be 42 hanging with your nephews that just graduated trying to tell them what to mix their drinks with. That's yeah, weird I, to me. I definitely see him in an Eagles jersey. <laughs> definitely an Eagles shirt. Donovan McNabb specifically. <laughs> Number five, definitely. <laughs> uh, also speaking about like speaking of moving away and shit like that and getting used to the changes. I got to tell you, bro, like uh, y'all might, people listening to this might have seen this on the news or not, but we have wildfires breaking out out here in uh, New Mexico, uh, dangerously close to where I live. There's a wildfire like an out of control wildfire. <laughs> like they have 10% containment on this wildfire. Okay. There's so much smoke. Like if you drive to Chick-fil-A, it looks like the atom bomb went off in the distance. <laughs> like it's putting out so much smoke that like they're starting to become a growing concern that we might have to evacuate where I live. Like evacuate the entire town and people might have to like seek refuge in the nearest large city and shit like that or whatever. Or stay with your abuela. Or whatever. We don't have any abuela to stay with. So we would have to like find the the closest red roof in with the lowest amount of bed bugs. And yeah. it's really concerning as a nigga that like grew up in East Haven of Columbus, Ohio, 
I've never had to think about forest fires or wildfires or smoke or evacuations. Like the best we had was tornado drills and Mm -hmm. we, I've never seen a tornado in my life. So (laughs) this is a very real thing. Like I'm starting to get like emails from my job. Like we could possibly evacuate if this thing like keeps blowing our way, which it is blowing in our direction. And it's just like, they're talking about shit like, Make sure you got gas in the car, like enough gas to make it to Albuquerque without stopping and make sure you got at least a gallon of water per family member per day. And I'm thinking about this kind of shit like, okay, I know me and you have joked about like me tossing the Jordans out the bedroom window in case like something actually went down. Like I know we've joked about that. I appreciate it. But it's actually kind of becoming a reality. You know, this is where my mind is going because my first question is if 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 it keeps blowing in your direction. And it is. And they sound the fucking horns. And it's like, once you hear the horns, you know it is time to get out of there. In the case that you never get to go back to your apartment. <laughs> never? But what do you take? What do you take that you don't want to burn up? Like, of course, you take your wife and children. We're going to just count them in automatically. Let's, let's skip all them, the, <laughs> yeah. the automatic, let's, like your wife yeah, and children, right. your social go. security card, like the folder <laughs> with all your paperwork in yeah. it, right? Like, let's skip right past all the shit that, yeah, like, your wallet. Yeah, the bullshit that has to go, please. This is why I don't fuck with you, bro. Like, I know I come on here every week and compliment your podcast and skills, but I'm going to go the opposite direction. This is why I don't fuck with you, because I literally, like, just two days ago, just had this conversation with my mother, like, because I was trying to be, like, the responsible kid, like, kid, but you know what I mean, like, the responsible son. I'm really bad at communicating to my family members what's going on with me, right? Like, I struggle with that. It's not that I don't care. It's that, like... I'll tell you exactly what it is before I get into my list, right? It's it's more so I don't want to be a point of stress for people, right? Like, right. to me, I understand as a parent, you want to know what's going on with the person you gave birth to, but it's hard for me to pick up my iPhone XR and FaceTime my mom. Hey, mom, how you doing? Good, baby. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, there's a fire coming in. It might kill us. Like, <laughs> it's hard for me. And then I, then I struggle with, like, when do I bring it into the conversation? Because this is really kind of what I called you for, but I don't want to lead with that. So it's, like, hard for me. You know what I mean? Is that Does that come easy for other people? Or am I just weird? Um, you, it might just be you being weird, and that might, you okay. know, not, you know, take take this how you, you I don't want to say take this how you want to take it, but you know, no, tell me, tell me, no, I need to be no told. That that have, yeah, know take that how I have, you want to take yeah. it, nigga. <laughs> know that I have a great heart when I say this. Maybe you need to be communicating more because that's probably communicated more. That would be an easy thing. It would be, be easy like, if hey, it's somebody yo, you talk because I'll I'll tell you anything. We talk once we a week, talk all the time. Hours. Yeah, there's a fucking there's a fucking firestorm coming, dude. Like I might got to get out of here. That's definitely good information that I need to know terrible that i have to find out during the podcast <laughs> however, see, however see, i'm bad at it i'm however, bad at it i find out and i understand that that is our form of communication this is our phone this is our phone call. we talk how this is our phone call how many other friends do you talk to for an hour and a half straight every week this is a check-in that other people just happen to eavesdrop on literally at, there you go boom we might need to change our uh our description of the podcast your eavesdrop eavesdrop your eavesdropping on a on a uh, on a check-in period um right. But yeah, mate, you know, I think it'd be an easier conversation, you know, with a little bit more communication. But even still, like, just like you say, these people care about the person that they gave birth to or, you know, your, your mm-hmm. sisters and your brother and your cousins and all them type of people. Like, not for nothing. That's some shit you can send out in a text. Hey, y'all, firestorm out here. We good. <laughs> just want to let y'all know I'm all right yeah, for now. We good, but we might got to go down the mountain. Like, We'll keep you posted. Period. And that's all. <laughs> now, the 
it's it's and out of them eight people that you might send that to, it's about two or three that might call out of that. The other five uh-huh. is gonna be like, bet I'm just gonna stay tuned to the bulletin board to make sure I see. Well, they're other. gonna hold the bubble down and then thumbs up it. There you <laughs> go. They're gonna you know, do. I'm gonna react to your message to let you know I seen this, and now uh-huh. you're on my uh, awareness radar. But your mama probably gonna call. Your dad might call, and one of your siblings might call just to be like, what the fuck is going on? But like. That's that's a good notification. We live in 2022, fam. Like the the text is, you know, just along the same lines as online dating, fam. Like when texting first came around, but even though they was charging you for characters then, but like texting just wasn't a hot thing when it first came around. Now it is now. So a text is it's perfectly a, acceptable. A, a text is sufficient in in most situations. It's all and about. See, I think even with you saying that, because you are right. But even in saying that, and again, this might just be cat being crazy again, but I don't mind talking my crazy to you because you seem like you receive me well. Pause if necessary. <laughs> but like that text idea sounds like, was that too far? Okay. That text idea sounds great. And you are right. But even that to me sounds like it's a little bit further down the we com- communicate well timeline. No, like I don't think you can send a there's a wildfire heading our way text to somebody that you speak to once quarterly. Cause then I'm like, what the fuck wrong with you, bro? Like, yeah, nah, they don't need to know. Hell no, nah. they don't need to fucking know. Like the nigga that you used to see at the GameStop don't need to know that it's a a, a fucking wildfire. So you're making dangerous like, assumptions. What if the person I speak to once every three months is like my dad? <laughs> like, that, not mean, that it is, not that it is, but I mean, it used to be kind of bad. Like it's that. levels to the shit though. Like even if that's a once a quarter nigga, like he deserves to know. But the yeah. regular nigga that you just talk to once a quarter, man, nigga, if I burn you up, find, find out on Facebook, bro. <laughs> for sure uh get, getting to this list because i feel like I've, I've procrastinated you and i've dodged the question long enough so obviously like my baby is in the car with the car seat already on and a helmet on for whatever reason just because i've never been in an evacuation uh protocol before so i put her bike helmet on her head she's strapped in her car seat she's already in the car Jaden is in the car with her making sure she's okay while we get the rest of the important items out of the house right I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say, right? Like mm-hmm. our birth certificate, social security cards, insurances, and all of that shit is already in the car. No, mm-hmm. our luggage with clothes in it already in the car. Like I don't need to bore y'all with that kind of shit. Gallons of water already in the car. All that shit is already in the car. Now, now we have a little bit of time to like start grabbing low key luxury items. <laughs> and by luxury, I mean like stuff that you could live without but you kind of want to get just in case you never see your apartment again right i think i'm like before i say shoes and i don't want y'all to think i'm a fucking maniac before i say shoes i need to let y'all know that there are some shoes that i own that are irreplaceable like i literally cannot even afford my own shoes anymore like this is like (laughs) i know that sounds stupid but let me explain like i used to be like i'm a former (laughs) jordan collector right some of the shoes i own i can't afford anymore is what, what i mean by that is like i'll give you some examples like i got jordan concord 11s right 2000 i want to say 15 edition if you look up what these go for today it's probably like eight nine hundred dollars for a pair of used of these shoes Mm -hmm. even if insurance paid me out right like you got apartment insurance you take the pictures you prove to all state that you own this fucking four thousand dollar shoe collection even if they cut me the check to replace all these things i don't want to replace them 
Right. Like, I don't. Like, I don't even want to go through the rigmarole of contacting some weird-ass five-foot-two Asian reseller to get another pair of 13s. Like, I don't want to do any of it. You don't want to... So it's like... You don't want to go There's a couple of pair that I kind of want to throw in the back of the trunk. Is that weird? No, I don't think so. Like, some I can let burn up in the fire and then just, like, claim them on my insurance later. (laughs) But there's a couple of pair, like, maybe six to eight pair that I kind of want to take with me. I'll leave the shoe thing alone because I feel like we've been down that road before. But after the shoes, there's, like, jewelry and valuables. Now, are we already counting, like, pictures, like, family photos and shit that you can't replace? That's already in the car, right? I mean, if I guess if I guess if those things are like quickly, you know, something that you can grab quick that you know where all of them is at, like, ah, 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 you know, maybe that's going yeah. to depend on the important stuff you can grab that. But I mean, yeah, I, I guess for me, you're you not talk- a big pictures guy. I can tell by your deep breath, like you don't really. Will pictures not be high up on your list? Like, because I understand most people keep like photos and shit in their mm-hmm. phones and on Facebook now, yeah. but I do have a lot of photos that ain't internet photos like i got pictures of like me and my brother and my sister uh-huh. as kids that you can't like these aren't replaceable you can't get these on the internet yeah most of the photos that i think i really really care about is on my phone now like i have a few but i think them is already like in the bin of stuff that i would grab so i don't i don't mm. know if i would make an extra trip to grab you know what i'm saying i don't think i'd be like oh shit where's that photo album let me run back in and right grab it. if it's quick grabbable then grab oh, it but like i'm yeah. not going under the bed to get it right like, yeah, yeah i hope you i hope you make it because like the, the 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 embers are burning in the forest <laughs> in the background yeah i mean so like we, we got to get up out of here but while you was talking the only thing i could think of is um for real for real the only thing i could think of off the top of my head well i'm being a dummy now and i'm thinking about my weed my weed definitely got to go like, <laughs> like you can't get gotta, it somewhere yeah, else we gotta, yeah we got to put the whole whatever but you we seriously got. like this is not this is a no judgment segment because i think we're both going to end up sounding stupid inevitably like there's no way to stop it cuz neither one of us ha- have had to outrun a forest fire so there's no way to right. know what's anything. stupid and what ain't but like would you seriously consider like grabbing, even if it's just like your roll, your favorite rolling tray? Like, would you grab some of your little trinkets from your weed? Yeah. Yes, bro. That's going. With I don't me. think I'm that's stupid. Play. Yeah, no, I'm I definitely. Uh, I I am a medical marijuana card holder. I need it's to like medicate. grabbing your medicine out the medicine that's cabinet. Honestly, right. yeah, I need to medicate. But like, the only thing that I could truly, truly, truly think of besides all the rest of the important stuff was the pod stuff. Like I gotta be able to the tell this fucking stuff. story. Like I gotta. Damn, be I was to gonna tell you. Like after the shoes, immediately came the pop pewter, bro. Yeah, like I, I, I literally told my mom that. Like I gotta grab my computer because not only is there important shit on here, not only do I pot on here, but that's another one of those things. Like even if the insurance company cut yeah. me the check to replace this computer, stuff like I know y'all don't know about this, listeners at home, but like stuff like graphics cards motherboards uh-huh. that shit is like really hard to find right now after covid and in the high demand and it's overblown like buying a house right now trying to get a graphics car so i couldn't afford to replace this shit so i've already literally talked to my wife and like my evacuation buddy dylan at across the street like i have to unplug the monitors to my computer and run this computer to the car like i don't mind the monitors burning up i can replace those but the the trinkets inside this box, I can't lose this, bro. I need these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta have the pod. The, I gotta have the pod pewter, the mic, and, and the hard drive with all the shit the on mic. it. Bro. I didn't think about the mic. The mic yeah. is gonna be a hard grab. Pause. What is happening today? Yeah, I don't know. You're you're bugging out, but um, here we are. Um, <laughs> but that that gotta go with me. The weed box gotta go with me, nigga. I'm trying to take a look around right now and like, <laughs> trying to get an eye for like what all needs to come. 
Yeah, like I feel like at a certain point you start grabbing luxury shit too. Like I don't really like hotel covers. I'm bringing my comforter. Like I was about to say, at what point do you stop grabbing things? Like when do you know? Like all right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, I guess we gotta keep the radio turned up to hear what they're talking about. How long we got? (laughs) How long? How long? Yeah, we live in dangerous. How long we got? Bro, that brings me to my next point about this. Like it bugs me out again. This is my first time living anywhere where like wildfires and forest fires are even a real thing to be actually concerned about. And this is like my reality, bro. This has been a thing for like a week and a half going on two weeks now. Like the fire started like two weeks ago and it's been burning and getting bigger and getting worse. And the fire departments have been like bringing volunteers in. They can't get it under control. Right. So it's been a thing for a while. And it's extremely weird how my life has become the first 20 minutes of every disaster movie ever made. And what I mean by that is like, you know how in the movies, like everything's you calm. bought the ticket for 2012. You've seen the previews, right. you know, a tidal wave completely like destroys New York city. You know how this plays out, but then you watch the first 20 minutes in the movie and like, you're hearing stuff on the radio and everybody's just living their lives. You're still going to the farmer's market. Everybody's acting like the disaster is not about to happen. It's every zombie movie. It's every disaster movie. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird because it's like, I'm watching myself do it. Like every time me and my wife talk about our uh, bug out kit, you know what I mean? Like everybody's supposed to have a kit and have your shit already packed. So if you need to evacuate, you can do it fast. So you're not in traffic for four hours to make it one mile. Right. And every time me and my wife talk about it, we go, yeah, we got to get that done. We've been saying it for a week and a half, <laughs> for a week and a half. Every time it comes on the news, we're like, yeah, we really should get that package together, shouldn't we? Like, we should probably get that shit together. And we never do. We still See, haven't. We have done nothing. See, I get, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that's not a real thing out here because I, I guess this is about to go along with the statement I'm about to make. But then also, like, I'm on safety and security. So if that was on my, on my high alert list, if the red, you know, if the sirens was going off because this was a situation, I would definitely be um, apt to want to get that done, you know, quickly because safety and security, that's just, right. that's just my high feature. But I guess with this, um, and particularly disaster situations, I guess you just got to try your best not to be a victim of a nigga that says, I never thought that this would happen to me. <laughs> like you, just, you just have to be prepared. It's so like, hard, yeah, Wes. It's so hard because, like, it's not best. even like COVID. Like, we're, we're fresh off of COVID, right? Like, remember, COVID was one of these things like you couldn't see, couldn't touch, couldn't taste, but you knew it was real because everybody at the job was dropping like flies around you. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn on the news in the morning to drink your coffee, you were seeing them like, shovel old people into the back of a pickup truck to burn them in a pit. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, COVID is real. It's killing all the old niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which but is this right here is hard for me because even though I see the smoke, mm-hmm. I literally can see the smoke from the fire in the distance. It's not affecting whether or not I go to work today. Getting up and walking to work in the morning, like, hmm, still smoky. Like, nigga. Still- <laughs> <laughs> and Wes, it's so funny because swear to God, Almost every day I wake up and open the door to walk out my front door. I'd be like, who would be barbecuing at 4 a.m.? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. Before Forest Fires. It's like, bro, it's so hard to take it seriously. And I'm laughing now. And all of this is fun and games on the podcast now. But like episode 140 might be done from the cell phones. Like it right. could be that real. This nigga might be at the Red Roof Inn for sure. 
Like, I might be literally like, y'all might be here in this episode, like y'all heard episode seven. So it's funny, but it ain't funny. Like, yeah, it's really yeah. never like, episode yeah, seven. Like, I, I promise y'all, if Kat or any of us have to to pod from that phone again, you will only hear one voice for about 10 minutes that week <laughs> on the podcast. Letting y'all know that you're going to get something. You're going to have something. <laughs> Somebody's going to give you an interesting story. And, and maybe the week after that, we'll tell you that story was just a lie, but we had to give you something entertaining. But like you mm-hmm. will, a nigga will never podcast from his phone again on this podcast. Bro, you just will not do it. You, I won't bro, do it. Just so y'all know, a little sidebar. Like we've had opportunities to have guests on this show, <laughs> and like really interesting people come through and chop it up with us. But as soon as they're like, "I don't got a computer," Wes is like, "Take them off the list." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I regret to inform. you. I respect it too. This is like when you like submit an application and they'd be like, uh, "I regret to inform you, we haven't chosen your application." But good news, we'll keep you on file. <laughs> Good dude. Uh, Speaking of files, bro, I got a question for you. I know we've like made notes to like kind of one day talk about TikTok, but I think the day is finally here that we have to have some sort of light discussion about TikTok. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. First of all, let me ask you, how do you feel about school teachers on TikTok? Like, is that a thing that even crosses your mind? The fact that there are like school teachers on TikTok? I guess it depends on what the school teachers are doing. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. What if I told you there was a school teacher in my county that was on TikTok filming her students with the soundtrack, Boys Drive Me Crazy, playing in the background? How would that make you feel? Um, what, what, she what, was like mouth singing yeah. Boys Drive Me Crazy and showing little boys in her class. On her TikTok. Would that be a thing that would concern you? Yes, that would concern me. Somebody would have like to Like immediate um, concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody would have to answer. Particularly if I had a if I had a young boy, I would I would uh, <laughs> Or and, any and, kid in the school. Yeah, well, when she said she likes boys, say my yeah, daughter is she likes boys, my daughter's pretty safe. You heard what she said. I hope one of the boys' mothers catches this, is what my thought would be at that point in time. Like I would be concerned for for that situation, but like to know that mine was out of the line of fire. I think I because listen to you minding if, your business because if somebody's shooting up the school, I'm not grabbing as many kids as I can. You're I'm grabbing, just grabbing your kids and I'm out of there. Oh, <laughs> wait, we got to delve right. into this a little bit more. What if you're literally like you are walking the dog in your flip flops and you just happen to be the first one to see the school shoot pop off and your daughter, both of your girls, whoever you are concerned about just happen to be right out front. Mm-hmm. You literally ain't going to grab the two kids they're playing with. You're still going to grab yours? I mean, I'm going to tell mine What if come it's on. really easy for you to grab a couple more? Well, no, my I'm not like, come on. And if little Billy and Bobby and Becky decide they want to be inquisitive as to why if this is happening. follow you. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But, like, I'm I'm here for mine. Them. Like, or, or You know or, what's so or, fucked up even, about that? Or even if I kick in the side door of the school building, bow, and my kids just happen to be standing right there. Like, I'm going to direct the rest of the kids out, but mine's got to come first. Like, like I'm hey, grabbing my two hands yeah, I, and yeah, I leave the door I, open yeah. for the rest of y'all. Y'all better come on. Like I don't got time for explaining and shit. Like it's a nigga. You know what's it. so fucked up is you're right. Like you're right because what if you just misjudged the severity of the situation and then now you got like four kids that don't belong to you and then now the parents are gonna be looking at you like you're crazy when you are literally just trying to save their lives. Now nah, I got kidnapping. And nobody's gonna care. Yeah, now nah, I got kidnapping charges. Like I don't need that drama in my life. 
No, you're right. And this, uh, unfortunately, this TikTok story of a teacher, this is real. Like, this happened mm-hmm. out here. Like, uh, one of my coworkers, I won't say no names or nothing like that for the anonymity, anonymity, for the anomaly sake. An- anonymity. That's a hard word. Why would they write that down? White people are crazy with the A's. Um, that happened. Like, so fucking this teacher, 51 or so years old, is on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's filming her students. And this wasn't the only thing that they found out. Like, I guess this raised a red flag or some shit. And then they went into the teacher's TikTok and found DMs of her and one of her elementary school age children having the, the classic Chris Hansen text no threads way. of her saying, no. you can't tell anybody about our relationship. It's really complicated. Nobody would understand. Like, this is really a thing, bro. And it's just like, this lady is literally a predator. Like she is a child predator. And then it just kind of made me like revisit. Now I'm not trying to condemn and damn anybody that has TikTok, but it's really weird to me that all people our age or above didn't get the same feeling the first time they saw TikTok. You know what I mean? Like even you said, like I've been on there before. I've saw some interesting thing about workout videos or whatever the case may be, but TikTok should give all adults a general feeling, the same feeling you get when you go to pick up your kid out of the McDonald's play place. Like you hurry up to get them and then you hurry up out. Like you don't linger in McDonald's play place. And, and like we 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 spoke about it, um, you know, in the beginning and how how nasty TikTok was. And I, I don't remember um, like the initial setup process the first time I got on TikTok. I felt like I downloaded it, opened it, and it was just... Nasty just shit, flooding just everything. To me. I was like, "Yo, I cannot take this. Like, this is not gonna work for me." The second time that I signed up, they asked a little bit more questions, and from the questions, it feels like they they in in in. I don't. I, why do I don't want to use the word "jack" today? But they inject <laughs> you into the appropriate TikTok for you. But but the issue is that they they base that upon essentially the honor system, where they're they're. They're assuming people are answering these questions truthfully. So even I heard a, I seen a clip of a girl talking about this, but in the opposite direction. She was like, "No, I put on, I put on my TikTok that I'm like 60 years old, so I can catch the nasty old men. You know what I'm saying? And catch me a sugar daddy. I, I, I don't got no problem with that if everybody grown cool. But like the people who are doing it the opposite way are definitely like creepy and like that's definitely predatory vibes. And when you said she was 51, I was like, she's definitely from the LSD and acid era, and those people tend to be, you know, the high creeps right now. Bro, your profiling game is creme de la creme because that's exactly what she is, bro. Like, she's one of those I look good for 51 yeah. type teachers, and, and I, you can and tell I, that's why she couldn't put social media down. Not only not only do I look good for 51, I look good for 51, I'm on social media, and I remember Woodstock. Like, bitch, nobody yeah. cares in 2022. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extremely weird, bro. It, it makes me super, like, uncomfortable it's really sad that that happened first of all like you got kids oh and i didn't even tell you i'm sorry i miss i misspoke not a teacher here's the shit that's gonna really like blow your top a guidance counselor she's a guidance counselor in the school so you mean somebody who's allowed to have kids in her office one-on-one with the door closed exactly it's literally the one that you're supposed to be trusting with your kids feelings Mm -hmm. like this is the one that you're like hoping at the school now, that if your kid's going to talk to anybody, you kind of hope is now, the guidance counselor. Now let's let's change the dynamics of this a little bit, just for me to play devil's advocate. Let's play, let's play. Right. So let's say this is high school age kids. Um, you know, same guidance counselor situation. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the guidance counselor is fucking the students. I like saying it like that because that's strong and bold. And you fucking can't, the like, student. Yeah, you can't mistake that. Fucking the student, right? And she done found one she really like. She liked little Jamarion because he got curly hair. And, yeah. his dad, and his dad not president. His mom worked two jobs, so he got a lot of time on his hands. Um, you and, just know this all too well. <sighs> whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Jamarion is in his senior year of high school, and he's laying the pipe on Mrs. College app and she done fucked around and got him a full scholarship. And now the mom finds out in between like graduation and the kid leaving for his full scholarship. Does, does she say anything or do if you the mom or if you the dad, even though you're not around and not present in Jamarion's life, do you say something? I'm going to tell you what has to happen. And this might just be my mind. So y'all forgive me, but don't forget me. Cause that's just how I actually feel. Um, what has to happen is the mom has to talk to Jamari's teacher one-on-one and all the spice that she got in her heart. She got to give her the spice in that conversation, fight, curse out, email, however she chooses to release herself as the five years ago, Kanye said in the sloppily put together MP3. However, she got to lose herself. (laughs) She got to lose herself. So, but here's the thing, Jamari, he got to push through. Like, if he's 18, 19, about to graduate, and she got the nigga the scholarship, and I'm going to assume Jamari likes it. Like, yes, it's still correct that this person is abusing their power as a teacher, and it still should be illegal, and it's definitely still wrong. But if Jamari likes it, he got to push through. I think he got to push through. If you're Jamari, do you continue to fuck her through college so she can see it all pay off? Only if you want to. Only okay. if you want to. Like, and even even if the one to just extends to like, she's paying for my 2K when it comes out, or she's, you know what I mean? Like she makes sure my PS5 controllers are at the best condition, or she'll get me a new one. Like, even if Jamari is literally like fucking her for the benefits, if he's still wanting to fuck her, he gotta push through. But if it's an intimidation thing, Jamari got to realize, bro, she can't fail you if you've already graduated. Like, that can't be the reason. I hate, I hate us and I hate the story already because if you just turn Jamari into Jasmine, you hate the entire Way thing. different. Yeah, it is way it's just a way different story. Like, But totally. see, is this one of those moments where we got to kind of respect the double standard or do you not respect it? How do you feel about this particular double, double standard? Because I'm ready to go ahead and accept the double standard on that because, yes, if it's Jasmine and it's Mr. Clark, then bro, like we gotta we gotta cave Mr. Clark's whole shit in, bro. I feel like there's a I feel like there's a double standard, even though I don't think it gets spoken about because you can't tell even if Jasmine is 18, 19, though. I want to be clear. Well, even I don't, if she's I, 18, 19. The thing that I'm thinking about, I don't know if we can even speak about it, but like I'm only speaking about this because we've seen it in movie, and I think that's what they make the perception that, you know, somebody's I'm gonna say girls of 16 and older. I won't even put this on any younger girls, but like they they kind of portray like there's some type of mutual attraction thing going on here, and like where 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 does the where does the aggression come from? Which side? And 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 even in those cases, it doesn't fucking matter because the grown man should shouldn't be doing. And that's where I don't think you can respect the double standard because, bro, you grown and you know. Yeah, I mean, like from the, from the teacher guy. From the teacher, yeah, teacher from, guy, he's yeah, grown. Should know. Yeah, yeah you grown. And, and I guess as men, like we we expect men to operate on a certain level, especially as black men, because that's the only people that I'm putting in the situation in my head right well, now. Of course, like, yeah. As black men, I would expect you to understand and like not even on no predatory nasty shit, but like nigga, you didn't ask if this bitch had a daddy, nigga. Like I mean, I'm about to find it and I'm on your ass, like. 
So like, not not to say your excuse for you know being nasty is if she got a daddy or not, because that ain't your excuse or not, nigga. But you're not doing your due diligence enough out here, at least. And like, that's what's yeah, going. Yeah. You're moving slow here. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess what by double standard I mean like. You know, I just got done saying, like, Jamari got to push through and do what he got to do to, like, accept, to get his benefits in the world. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if if it's a girl, if it's a young lady and she's 18, 19, even though she's technically grown and she's about to be graduated, if you find out retroactively that her art teacher was trying to slang her dick at any point, bro, you still got to cave his face in, bro. Like, even if it's over, even if she cut it off, even if she's 19 at this point and already right. went away to fucking... Uh, right state, like you still got to cave in, Mr. Clark, bro. Like you have to cave in, Mr. Clark. I definitely think when you see Mr. Clark uh, on, at, at the track meet, you definitely got to like run up on him. <laughs> I like that at the track meet. Yeah. Um, what do we got next? You have anything? Um, partially. I mean, I do. It all depends on where you want to go. Um, do you want to talk about something that we've kind of exhausted on this podcast, but it's back again present in the news? And I've, it, should this be the time we talk about it, or should we wait a few more weeks? I love refurbishing things, bro. You know I'm always down to rehash an old topic. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, uh, and, and more particularly, what I want to talk about is something that I find interesting, and I really want your opinion on this, because fuck that, because we know what that is, and if we want to get into details of that, we can. But this whole okay. Meg the Stallion and Tory thing, back up um in the media and because of this gail king interview and i had i had to go ahead and watch this gail king interview um just so i could put eyes on it to see what happened i had seen clips and what i figured happened from the clips is what happened in the full interview so i'm glad i seen both um and that it wasn't like put out there in a manipulatory way it was really what the fuck this bitch said and I, i guess that's how she feels um but as i watched it i feel like we're being told what's happening right in front of our faces without even really knowing it. Like, of okay. course, of course we're catching like her and lies and like discrepancies in the interview from what's already happened. But like for our culture, because I don't want to say it's the last one, but for our culture, who was the last person that we saw sit down with Gail King? Mr. Robert Sylvester, greatest of all time, Kelly. And what did he do? He 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 pled his case. He tried to convince us that we had it wrong. Uh, he <laughs> yelled how y'all were killing me. This is my career. This is my life. Y'all are killing me. So and put, we laughed and laughed. So put plus signs in between all of that. And that equals up to this nigga got on there and lied. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gail King has targeted somebody else to get up here and tell and show their lies because and, and it made me think about this and even though you know gil king did end up you know interviewing them girls or somebody interviewed with them girls from the r kelly situation later who's the more interesting interview first the person who's going to tell the truth or the person who's going to tell the lie one thousand percent the liar all right i just wanted to like that's what i noticed from watching that interview because gail gave off the same energy for real for real like she was just asking her questions and she mm-hmm. allowed the girl to bury herself with her own words like very very much like the It's Complicated YouTube channel, if any of y'all have ever seen that. Like, the dude that asks these people questions on the strip about, like, current, like, <clears throat> culture when it comes to, uh, you know, just female rights and respecting women and feminism and how men feel and women feel. Like, the guy makes really solid points by only asking questions. He don't try to lead the witness. He don't try to, like, fucking yell any women or men down. He just asks really good questions. And I feel like that's kind of what be happening with Gail. Like, she just asks the right questions. If you get buried, 
you had the shovel. Like, it ain't right. like she's right. You know what I mean? Except for the whole fucking right. Kobe Bryant thing. But that aside, yeah. um, you know what I found the most interesting? And I'm, first of all, let me say, for those of y'all that like our Tory Lanez, Meg Thee Stallion commentary and have been wondering why we haven't talked about this, like, it seems like we'd be in and out of this topic like once every six months. We don't really hit it when it's hot. Nah. And I feel like we do that because we was first. Like, I feel like we was not only first to kind of report on it, but first to be like, nah, she lying. When the whole world was getting Tory the fuck out of here, we were first and I feel I, like the only one saying, nah, I, this I, don't I, sound I right. definitely give you your credit. Like, I think after the second or third, like, media cycle of this is when I got to being like, maybe this nigga's right. Wait like, a minute, yeah. I think, Bro, I had people calling my phone here. fresh off the shoot and going, what's up with your mans? Ain't Tori your mans? Ain't he gross? And I was having to take them phone calls like... Nah, I don't think he gross, bro. Like, a lot of this shit just ain't add up. Like, it very much felt like Jesse Smollett to me mm-hmm. when, like, you heard the Subway story. And it's like, wait, this happened in Chicago? Like, yeah. to me, it very much felt like, and she got in the car? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wait, he shot her and she got in the car? Like, it was uh-huh. all very... But anyway, to get back to the Gail King in current day, what I think is the most interesting about Meg Thee Stallion's sit-down interview with Gail Sayers. I'm just going to say it again because it's funny. <laughs> with her sitting down with Gail, Gail Sayers, I think the most important thing is it's very much so a commentary on where we are as a culture with this whole women's rights and feminism thing. And again, I want to be clear. I am not anti-feminism. I'm anti-poor feminism, bad feminism, just like I'm anti-bad Black Lives Matter. Like when motherfuckers yeah. use their blackness as a crutch or a get out of trouble car, you're making the whole movement look bad. Right. Bitches like Meg the Stallion make feminism look bad because feminism is not a bad thing. Bad feminists are a bad thing. Does that make sense? So this whole fucking interview is a great commentary on where we really at with this shit because it's like the fact that Tory Lanez, AKA Mr. Daystar can be handcuffed and carried away for making a tweet about the situation. And then Meg the Stallion can sit down for an hour with Gail King and say, whatever the fuck she wants whatever. to say, burying this man. Yeah, it's crazy. Is mind-blowing, bro. Yeah, it's it's simply mind-blowing. And I feel like we watched ourselves. Like, this ain't no new shit. Like, this whole red pill and bad feminine. This ain't nothing new. We watched this seed grow from the 90s when... When they made the rule where any pregnant or new mom could go and put the baby's dad on child support, no questions asked, Mm -hmm. we should have been asking questions back then. Like, hold the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, we should have been already down at the courts going, well, wait a minute. What if the woman told the guy she wasn't going to have the baby and they just had it? We still got to pay? Or what if she took money from this guy for an abortion and still decided to have it? I still got to pay. Like, these are questions we should have asked in the mid-90s or early 90s when when these policies got put in place. And it just has been snowballing from there. Like, we can't do shit about nothing, bro. Like, this this is just like, okay, let me ask you a question. I know this never happens. But for the sake of the podcast and the argument, you and your wife is... In a fight, y'all are arguing. Y'all are loud and boisterously arguing, right? Would it ever cross your mind to call the police? Nah. If your girl started hitting on you and like literally like 
you know that little hit that they do where it's like mostly palm, but they fist this ball <laughs> and she's getting you in the chest, but the chest hits is getting higher and yeah. a couple of them kind of grazed your face and you're like, all right, now this is getting serious. Would you call the police? Nah. Let's say, let's take it a little further. Your girl pulls a knife and she ain't cut you yet, but she got the knife and she's screaming really loud. You call the police? Nah, she got to cut me first. Y'all know why he's not calling the police? Because we're going to jail. Not her. We're going. It's a, it's That's why we're not calling, because we know we got to leave. I we're getting extracted from the home. I don't, I don't know if that's my first thought, but my first thought is, how am I going to explain this to sound like a victim? <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Like in order not to go to jail or not to have to. How be can I convince them that I am in also, trouble? Also, in a man's brain, I, bitch, I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble. So, like, mm-hmm. leave me the fuck mm-hmm. alone. Like, it should, it shouldn't go to no. But like, and I, and like, I'm glad you progressed it through. But we might as well go all the way through the progression. If your wife pulls a gun on you, do you? I'm call shooting her in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm shooting her. <laughs> I, but I, I told like y'all a year ago, bro. Bitches get know. shot, man. I'm <laughs> so, I, and I, I, I remember saying it, and I'll say it again for people that might be new to this show. <laughs> I could see myself shooting a woman far before I hit her. I know when I said that, I had to do a lot of explaining to people because yeah, people yeah. did not get that logic. But I'll explain it again if I need to. Like, listen, if I have to pull a pistol out on anybody, male, female, anybody, it is past the point to me for physical fighting. I have to feel like I need to shoot you for my own safety. Now, if a girl is putting her paws on me, I feel like I can get her off of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if I don't feel like I can get you off of me, I got to shoot you. Now, now from Meg's story, um, if, if just, I'm asking ask you this, how drunk do you think you would have to be in order to hop out of the car whip out a gun on a bitch and say, dance, bitch. Like, how how drunk do you think, how much alcohol do you think you would have had to consume for that to be, like, your debut film moment right there on the street? Meg is such a bad liar. Like, I don't know who she be thinking, be believing this shit. Like, that don't even sound natural. Like, I don't know, Tori. I don't know that nigga from nothing, bro. Like, I don't know what's in his character to say and what he would never say. But I find such a hard time believing this nigga say, dance, bitch, and then shot. Even, like, what is it, Yosemite Sam? I don't even think he said that in a song. Like, Bro, nowhere. He, All the songs that he's ever made, I'll never think he'd be like, dance, bitch. Like, you're right now, Tory did that. Like the movie you did. Like, yeah, that's a Tory move. That's a Tory move. Like, I don't, I don't think he's ever done that. So it just doesn't sound believable. And, like, somebody needs to tell Meg, um, you don't cry by making the face. Crying the face naked. doesn't negate the tears. The tears <laughs> negate the face, you idiot. She is such a bad liar, bro. Like, she is so bad at the... And then, uh, how come she didn't know when Gail Sayers asked her if she ever had sex with Tory Lanez? And then she said, what you mean? And she was like, have you had was, a sexual relationship? Did nobody else? How she don't know a 30-second pause I'm, and again, says everything you try not to say. I'm going to go ahead and bring R. Kelly up again. Did nobody see the comparison between do you like teenagers and were you involved intimately? Like, you mean old teens or new teens? <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that that happened in real time. Like, you're you're kidding me. Like, and again, I don't know what Gail King's last interview was, but the last interview I know of had a nigga all over it lying, like blatantly mm-hmm. lying. 
And like, I Fam. just don't think anything different from this. And, and quick disclaimer for the podcast, because one day we're going to have a sponsor on here. Um, we're not making R. Kelly jokes to be insensitive. We're only making R. Kelly jokes because TP2.com is such a great album. <laughs> no, you want to know why? You want to know why we're making R. Kelly jokes? I'll tell the truth. Because they're Go funny. Ahead, please. They're funny. Because they're, they're funny. They're funny. Yeah, I don't care what I this Meg Tory shit, bro, it's way out of pocket. It's way out of hand. And I, she is lying. And it's crazy to me, like, you get more and more people every time more and more stories of this come out that kind of lean towards and say publicly and say without saying, like, yeah, Meg probably lying. And but nobody owes this nigga an apology. Nobody going to pay him none of the money he lost. We're watching Johnny Depp have to explain to us that Amber Heard shit in his bed. Like, what is happening, bro? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I don't know. But all I want to say is that even after all of this, it made me go listen to Enchanted Waterfalls. And now because of Meg, I'm going to go back and listen to Playboy. I'm going to give Playboy a whole nother Playboy. shot. Because <laughs> Playboy he made a whole, because, because just because you answered that question that way, I'm mad Gil King doesn't know enough to be like, well, what about Playboy? The whole album he made about you. Like, what, <laughs> what about that? What about this? Like. And then I don't it's even want to. I don't even want to be insensitive about something that I can't like empathize with. But like, didn't this nigga's mom die like in 2012? Like, yes. so for you to bring that up, like his mom died the day before yours died, and that's how y'all bonded in this relationship. No, mm-hmm. y'all bonded through private parts. <laughs> y'all bump and grinded. Yeah, those relationships. Like, what are we talking about? And fam, am I right or wrong? Like, I can't remember if I talked to you in a private conversations back when we used to talk off the podcast or if I said this on the podcast, but I called this the week of like, listen, it was a jealousy situation. Tori and Meg was clearly fucking Tori had a song called Kylie Jenner. Right. Remember when Kylie Jenner was still fucking with Travis Scott, he had a song called Kylie Jenner. He was clearly publicly expressing how his fucking crush he had on Kylie Jenner. Meg took Tori to a Kylie Jenner pool party. You can fill in the rest of the blanks on what happened that night. Somebody you're currently fucking saw you interacting with a bitch you wanted to fuck and she could not handle it. So she started wilding out. A gun materialized out of nowhere and it went off. We still don't even know if she was actually shot. Nobody has seen this bullet wound still. What is happening, bro? I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't want to get into all of it. It, it all sounds funny. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I wish they could take the cameras in the courtroom. I, I hope we get to see this whole shit play out. Cause, and then that's another thing I was thinking about. Like, after all of this, almost two years later, what does she want? Just to be right. What does she want from this? Just to be right. Like, does, does Tori go to jail? Like, does she get some money? Like, what what do we want from this? Like, just, because it, it's been a circus for two years behind this for for somebody who originally didn't want anybody to get in trouble. Right. That's one of the saddest parts to me because it does seem like she don't have nothing to gain out of this other than just standing on what she first said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she has such a thirst to be right and such a thirst to be, like, then, not like, being em- embarrassed that she don't mind sending a father to jail. Like, this nigga got kids. A father to jail for however many years just so you don't have to look embarrassed. I can I can almost tell you right now the way that he'll probably get away with this, whether he did it or not, um, will will be because she said too much in this two-year duration. There's going to yeah. be too many discrepancies in her stories and things for them to point out. And then not only that, like, you lied right out the gate like the first thing you did was lie yeah 
And how, how do we build anything based around that? Just because you told the truth at some point in time, like now we have, we have, <laughs> we have to question everything that you said and like whatever you said in that live video, got to match what the fuck you've been tweeting out. Got to match what came out of this Gil King. You know what I'm saying? There, there can't be any instance of that. And even I heard somebody else say like, all it's going to take. And, and that's really what I said after I watched this. I said, well, we're about to get the video. The sex mm-hmm. tape is about to come out. Yeah, it's bro. This, this whole shit is a mess, and it, it's weird because it's like I be always waiting on the opportunity for the picture to get clear enough for me to and you to really sit down and pot about this. Mm-hmm. But every time something comes out, the picture just gets either more blurry, yeah, or Meg looks more foolish. Yeah, and it ain't really nothing to cover because we caught her a fool a year ago. Like she was a fool yeah. when she was spreading her when she was spreading her thighs outside of the fucking car when the police had the guns thrown. Like. The night this happened, it was foolishness. Yeah, it's like it's, none of this makes uh, sense. And then, like in totality, like let me let me put this on record too that I like Meg the Stallion. So like it's sad that this is happening to her because of the trajectory it seemed that she was on. She'll never be able to reach now. I do not like Meg the Stallion. <laughs> I do. Prayers up for Doja Cat. Uh, moving on to more important, I got another like relationship related topic for you that I want to ask you about. Right, so. Okay. First, let me start by saying a uh, formal congratulations to my wife. Let me let me read this off the page so I don't get this wrong. She was inducted into the Phi Theta Kappa. Um, that's for people that are dumb like me, and I say this respectfully. Uh, it's basically like uh, upper echelon honor roll for college students that you have to kind of be selected into, and then there's a whole ceremony, and it's a big deal. Like, I certainly don't want to make it downplay it or say it wrong because I'm ignorant. I'm not a college student. I don't know how to perfectly describe this thing, but it is a big deal. Right. And what I want to talk to you about is like, so she had this thing. It's a big ceremony. She got dressed up. I got dressed up. You spray on cologne for the second time in that day because you want to be fresh when you go to support your baby. You sit there and you're her biggest fan and all of that's going on. And it kind of got my mind to thinking for a topic to bring to the podcast to talk to you about. Right. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, because me and you know how me and you hold it down, but let's talk generally for any males out there or women in relationships on an important topic that I don't think is addressed enough. How important is it to handle correctly when you're in a serious relationship with somebody, guy, girl, whatever, and they're elevating their status while y'all are together and like understanding the importance of like, okay, say y'all two met at the job, right? Let's, let's give an example. You and your babe met at Champs. Like, y'all both worked yeah. at Champs. And as y'all were together and y'all's relationship is growing, everything is going great, y'all live together. You're working at Champs. She's working at Champs. Then she gets promoted to the assistant manager at Champs. Oh. Great, babe. That's dope. I'm happy for you. Then she becomes the manager at Champs because the manager she was assisting just up and quit. Uh-huh. She took the responsibility on that. She did a great job. Now she's the manager at Champs. You're still working there. You're still a sales associate, but you're happy for your babe. Why the fuck would you be jealous? What's good for her is what's good for you, right? Right. Now she's doing so well at Champs that she was noticed by one of her colleagues, and now she gets on at the bank. Mm-hmm. Now she's like an admin at the bank. Mm-hmm. And then through some of her charitable work, she's gone on to become like some fucking, like she just keeps elevating and elevating and elevating. And you are not elevating. Now, I'm not trying to bring shame on whoever is still an associate associate sales person at Champs. But what's the appropriate way to handle, even taking jealousy completely out of the equation, obviously, 
What's the best way to go about being the best partner in a relationship where the gap between the two people's social class is growing? Do you see that as a problem at all or something to even pay attention to? How important would you say that is to be, if nothing else, just conscious of? So I want to be funny and I want to say that my my answer is from the girlfriend's perspective and what okay. she should do is break up um because clearly <laughs> clearly he has no aspirations and y'all know how I feel about boyfriends and girlfriends y'all I mean you but have what, no, if, what if he does what if no it just tie. ain't working out for him like he is a great like I'm not trying to be it's going to sound like I'm trying to be funny but he's a great worker at champs it just ain't worked right. out for him like it's worked out for her that well, happens Yeah we got we got a lot of questions as as to why, why? and I guess like some <laughs> Somewhere during these matriculations, we got to figure out how I keep getting promoted. They didn't even and then, make you a shift manager when she moved up. That's what I'm saying. They should have already had a big Hennessy tequila night fight. The fact that she didn't promote him for nothing. He like, God damn, you ain't make me your assistant manager. Like, you didn't even say anything? That nigga told her shit like, we could have been the Bonnie and Clyde of champs. Like, she, it was a really heated fucking discussion that they had, y'all you know I mean? So, like, I think once she made it to admin at the bank and now she's like, stomping with the big dogs somebody's got to like evaluate the situation and if this and, and if there's nothing wrong with the situation there's nothing wrong with the situation like and is she that, still expected to is she still expected to wash your khakis from champs while she works at the bank if she do laundry hell fucking yeah like okay just ask absolutely like you you separated my khakis out from your business pants? Is you could have washed them both? You wash them both? That oh. pantsuit is the same polyester as this referee uniform. And that's how arguments start. Bitch, I knew you thought less of me. Like, and now we're just in this whole, like... You understand my stupid-ass topics. You always get it, bro. You always I, I get, get it. it. I get it at all times. So, like, yeah, ho- hopefully that there will be some, you know, evaluating going on at multiple steps of this. But, like... If if we both if I started if you started on grill and I started on fries and now I'm the regional fucking manager of McDonald's and now I got to come in here and look over your shoulder and tell you that you're not letting the patties brown enough you're gonna bring that shit home you're gonna see ask here's me. the problem here's what's even fucked up you got to be good at not being successful and what I mean by that is like if you're still on the grill and I'm the regional manager and you know I'm coming to your location this week. Why would you even embarrass me by not doing the patties right? Knowing every time you do the bat, the patties wrong, you're a representation of me. So what you're everybody telling here me, knows that you, my man. So now what you're telling me is that I can't depend on you to support me in public. Now we have <laughs> yo, a whole different fucking yo, problem, okay? Yo. And now I always knew you thought less of me, <laughs> and like it's, it's just a, it's just a bad situation to be in. You know what I'm saying? Because after that happens the first time, now anytime that I know you're coming, I either gotta call off. Or I gotta yeah. like defy you in front of the rest of the employees because you're not <laughs> gotta defy like, you. Yeah, you're not treating me like your husband, and now I feel like this is how a Tyler Perry movie starts. Like, but see, it definitely is. Here's the fucked up thing, right? Because the obvious answer to this, right, is you should be inspired by your baby. And I'm only saying the wife because this is the example that we gave. Right. Right, right, right. You, the obvious answer is you should be inspired by your babe to want to do better and grow, right? Like you should see her doing it. And even if you can't take the exact path she takes, you should be inspired to say, well, nigga, I'm about to go be a barber or like I'm about to go be a mechanic. Like you should be inspired to go do something too. And sure. the reason why I kind of wanted to bring this up is because this was something me and my wife was talking about. Like we obviously didn't talk about it right after she got her accolades because the worst shit in the world is to see your girl like, being celebrated and getting awarded and having a sash put over and getting a pin. 
it's to make it about you later that night when y'all get home, right? right? Like, yeah. that's the, the worst time to bring it up is that night. Like, like hey, as, you know, I'm, as she's I'm thinking her, of going to truck driving school. As she's taking her cap off, you're like, I want to talk to you about something. She's like, God <laughs> damn, nigga. Like, the ink ain't even dry. <laughs> I'm thinking about going to DeVry to get some ITT tech. <laughs> like, fam, it's 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 gross. But it's like, uh, obviously the correct answer is you should be inspired by your partners, whether that's male or female, their growth, and it should inspire you to grow. But it's 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 not talked about enough how important it is to kind of stay in the same ballpark as far as like just value as an individual goes. And what I mean by that, outside of like job and income and success, right? This is another conversation we was having, you know, since I went started going to the gym and shit like that. She's going to the gym and shit. You also can't be the motherfucker in the relationship where let's flip the roles this time. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all fat as fuck. We're a fat, lovely couple. We love each other's fat asses, right? <laughs> Me, I'm the husband. I decided I don't want to be fat no more. And I start going to the gym, but you don't want to go. And then I start just shedding fucking weight. Mm-hmm. I start looking different, which means I start feeling different, which Uh means people react to me different. Now I'm in different social circles where normally Saturday to Saturday, we sit in front of Netflix eating wheat thins with almond butter and Nutella on them, right? Like we're tricking ourselves, like we're eating wheat thins, but we're putting Nutella on them, right? This is normally what we do all week. But Uh now I done started not being on the couch with you and I'm going out because I worked hard on this body and I want people to see it. You got to be conscious of that too. Like if you're, if your partner start just like deciding they want to make life changes and health changes and shit, like, isn't it also important to be conscious yeah. of that too? Is that not just the same kind of shit? No, you still want to argue. See, we still know you still want to argue because argue. nigga, just because you started eating salads two times a day don't mean you get to like have free time to go outside the house like you never used to do before. Like, <laughs> nah, bro, I don't care. How see, like, that's the thing. Eating know. a couple salads is different. Like, yeah, eat a couple salads, bro. Like, that's not a big change. But if I just start like eating only salads and you clearly keep going to like Wendy's and getting five for fives, and this is an everyday thing, like if I'm making a couple of healthy choices and I don't want to eat so fucked up, I mean, no more, that's one thing, but it's a whole nother thing. Like I've sat down with you and told you like, I'm about to make a whole life change and right. you see I'm making a whole life change mm-hmm. and you see my life changing. Shouldn't that at least tell you like, this motherfucker's about to leave me. Like, cause me and you talk all the time about like a healthy fear of losing your partner. I feel like this is for this sure. is at least a second cousin to having a healthy fear of losing your partner. I I, I can I can understand that, but like I I don't I guess in the in the in the marriage aspect, like you say, there's there's a little bit more commitment there. But like without telling the jokes, I your your partner should inspire you with by what they're doing, whether you want to do that or not. You know what I'm saying? So like I not not for nothing. Like my before my wife was pregnant, you know what I'm saying? She was on her walk shit. She was going out, you know, going to the gym, doing that didn't motivate me to want to get up and go to the gym. Like does the thought creep into your head? Like, damn, she might she might go all the way with this and I might be out here just looking like <laughs> a bad representation. So like I'm sure at some point in time it would have like kicked my shit in the gear you know what i'm saying but I, I don't think automatically out the gate but again like even with the with the job scenario like your partner should motivate you to want to get better so like if you've seen like you say if if i if i watched my wife for for 90 days you know do something consistently to make herself better and i see that it's working for her and now i'm having these thoughts maybe you want to get on a train fam before the train is not at the station anymore. <laughs> at least yeah the i station. mean and then like not even in the mayor like that that communicates to your partner non-verbally. 
You know yes, what I'm saying? Like that, that let your partner know that you're interested in what they're doing. You want to be a part of this and like that you value what they value. Yeah. You know I mean, so like I, it, it's levels to the shit for sure. I, I, I'll say that, but like, I mean, you got to keep the healthy fear. You know, I can't be mad at you for that. <laughs> See, you know, and, and this might be closely related to what we talked about, I think, a week or two ago about when you asked me, like, what percentage of the time do you think about what other people think mm-hmm. about you? Mm-hmm. And it's super high. And maybe this is why I think like this, because, like, another one of my fears, aside from going to jail, is, like, I don't, I would probably wouldn't call it a fear, but I do think about it as, like, I don't ever want to be... The husband walking down the like fucking paper towels aisle of Walmart with my wife after my wife has like changed her life, mm-hmm. wears business suits because she's an executive now and goes to the gym. So she's fine as fuck. And I'm a sloppy mess. And I got on like basketball short and one shorts and fucking flippy floppies with ashy feet. Right. And then people are like walking past our aisle going like, how the fuck, how the fuck did he get her? Right. Like, I don't want to be that husband. Like, I want my wife to be, and that ain't even so much about, like, a me care what other people think right, as it right, is. Right. Like, I want my wife to be proud that she's with me at all I times, mean, no matter I mean, what level we on. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we come from a marriage standpoint, so we understand what equally yoked means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and, that, and, that, and that's really all that that is. Like you say, like, she's, like, it's really not about changing the appearance and changing the lifestyle. It's, you know, it's it's really about matching the energy and reciprocity for real, for real. So, like, and again, I know a lot of people have those conversations. And I think, you know, I, I've been having that thought about having that conversation with my wife as of lately. And, like, I know this is a conversation I think, you know, probably at your at y'all's point, y'all been together for 20 years that you end up having that conversation that, hey, I want to be this for you. I want to look mm-hmm. this, you know what I'm saying? Because not only do I feel like you deserve it, but we deserve it for each other. And there's there's yeah. a lot of benefits to this shit. You know what I'm saying? And not... And not being, um, I don't want to say accepting, but not just not being at the mercy of, you know, what's what's happened due to what we've been through for this amount of time. Like, yeah, we mm. did this for so long, but that don't mean that that's what we got to keep doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, Dan, that's a good point. Because you know what that makes me think of? Like, like you said, me and my wife have been together for over 20 years. It ain't a whole lot of things in this world that I can show her that I haven't already due to just us being together for so long. So long. But you know what I could show her? A healthy version of me that she's never yep. seen before. She's never, she's you know what I'm saying? Me. Like, she has never seen me at a certain weight. I've been big. I've been a big nigga all my life. So it's right. like, what if and, I could and, show her and, this new version and, of me? And not for nothing, that's a way to spice things up. Nah, exactly. She's she hitting a whole new bro, nigga now, boy. Get, <laughs> dog, nigga ain't even got skinny yet, and I'm showing her new shit. Like, See just bro, saying? just having the energy is it's different, bro. And it's like it's fun, and not for nothing. Like, it's fun to get brand new on your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I've been ordering short sets and all kind of shit, bro. Y'all, you don't know what's happening over here. You she have no know. idea. I don't talk to you enough. Yeah, she don't know. I I'm text about to, you though when it's. She don't know. I'm about to do some new shit tonight, and she know I've been home all day, so it ain't no other bitches. I can't wait to break something new out on her ass. It's great. Bro, uh, have you seen at all in hip hop news? I know you dispelled him from hip hop, and I know you kicked him out. But whenever weird niggas do weird shit, they're always like hip hop artists. So, did you see hip hop artist MGK, <laughs> hip hop artist Machine Gun Kelly, and uh, Megan Fox want us to believe that they drink each other's blood? I don't know why. Why Bro, do people think they can just like, lie? Let me let me let me say this to you. Like, I don't I don't know if it's because my algorithm knows that I know you. That they like <laughs> they just show your you algorithm to my algorithm, but I don't know why I saw this dumbass video of her talking about this. 
Like, she, bro, really they cool. swear we care. Like, I, if y'all are drinking, I wouldn't give a fuck if y'all was drinking each other's blood out of literally a goblet, like fucking like Gabriel <laughs> from WWF. I would said. not care. <laughs> I do not care. Like, and I don't know if they think like this is '97 still, where like when rock stars do rock star shit, it just like makes the whole country go. <gasps> but. We are not in that era no more. Like, literally, if you were drinking Megan Fox's blood directly from her wrist on Jimmy Fallon, I wouldn't care. Like, I just would not care. Yeah, bro. They make it. Um, I, I can't remember what the name of the movies is that came out, but I always think about the 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 fucking werewolf movies whenever they pop up on the Twilight. Twilight. They remind me of like characters right out of Twilight. Like they left the set and they just never returned the clothes. And they were like, we live this way. <laughs> it's weird, bro. Like, and, and to me, it's far more interesting that they think it's interesting than it is the topic itself. You know what I mean? Like, and I see the the re- the TMZs and shit buzz like, oh, can y'all believe they drink each other's blood? And I'm like, can y'all believe y'all thought this was a story? Like, y'all, I don't. Who cares? Like, who the I, I fuck cares? Is, I think this is the classic uh, syndrome of Megan Fox is fine as shit. So when she says something that people can't believe, they just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she does this. And like she it, she might be cute, but she's definitely you. You've seen the cute goth girl before. This, she's no, she's no different. I'm going to tell you exactly what I wrote down next to this topic on my paper. Just so you know, me and you are always on the wavelength, same wavelength at all times. I wrote MGK and Megan Fox drink each other's blood so they want us to think. There's no way in hell Megan Fox's pussy don't stink, right? It she, stinks for sure, I right? I don't her pussy might not stink, but I think she might have like toe jam, like the shit you can <laughs> see. And There's like something unsightly about Megan like, Fox. Yeah, how sure. do you walk around this way? There, there's something bad about Megan Fox. Like I feel like you know what's ill about this whole shit too, because there's just there's not enough here to even talk about it for an extended amount of time. But mm. you know what would fix Megan Fox right up? A month long relationship with Future. Like if Future had Megan Fox for a Yo, month, I could see Future fixed right up. I could see Future fucking her in the lantern of the Statue of Liberty and dumping her ass the next week. Like it, it, it seems to me, and I don't know Future or his dick, but it seems like Future. Literally, like he gets off on making bitches fall in love, so he can dump them. I can't. Like, wait that's for, the always the goal to dump them. I can't wait for Future to tell his real story. Like once he's done, like being a baller and like fucking bitches and drinking lean, I can't wait for him to be like sad as fuck and like give us that album. It's just gonna it be just called really tell us it's everything. Be called basement. It's gonna be called Dark Basement, and I'm that's the album <laughs> I'm waiting for. Yeah, now Future is great. Uh, I never liked you. Is great. It's it is. Fantastic album on the treadmill. I've been really enjoying it. And Future's one of them artists that's very hit or miss for me. Like when Future is just okay to me, like I can completely ignore a Future mm-hmm. album. But when it's Fifty Six Nights, I never liked you, Dirty Sprite. Too. Like when it's good, it's great, bro. And this one is like definitely it. great. I, 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 I like in Future. If we were doing the thing again, I'd give the album cover two thumbs up. I, I would have definitely get. I had a ten out of ten for it. I know we don't do that anymore, but I I had a ten out. I've literally got what is it like 13, 14, 15 tracks. Like There's that. not a bad song on the future album, bro. Not a single bad song. That's insane to me. Too bad we don't do a YouTube anymore. Nah, fuck YouTube, bro. Um, <laughs> what else do I have here? Uh, how how long do you keep your kids' art when they bring it home from school? Uh, depends on what it is. 
Walk me through that. Because, bro, that that line right there, I don't even know if as parents we know exactly what the line is, but we know it when we see it. Like, when you bring me the macaroni art, I kind of can make the decision whether it's going on the fridge or in the trash when you're not looking in a matter of seconds. Yeah, and they ain't, like, made no great big projects like that. So I guess I could say all of them could go to the trash at this point because all all the things that she's brought home are just, like, in-class little projects and shit. Like, today she was talking about some she made a giraffe. I haven't seen a giraffe yet today, but I don't want to see a giraffe. Like, I know that she did it. I'm sure she did a great job, but I don't need to add that to the I don't the need to see it. Like, turn it into the teacher, have her throw it away. Yeah. Why y'all got to bring it home for me to throw it away? Yeah, do you need- hide the fact that you're throwing it away, or do you throw it away in front of them? Um, I my kids really just don't care. Like she not, they she not, you, she not Yeah, she's not gonna double back and be like, "Yo, where's my giraffe?" Because I'd probably be like, uh, "I threw it away, my bad." Like, and I'm and I'm gonna get scolded, but like, it's all right, it's okay. You'll make you're gonna make an elephant next week. It's fine. tomorrow. Nobody Fuck cares. next week. Tomorrow. It, it's week. interesting, like the things that um, like you kind of don't really know in your mind what you want to keep and what you don't, but you know it when you see it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. Uh, sometimes Cameron brings home stuff that I'm like, oh, I'm definitely putting that up on the mantle. Like, I want to keep that. And then some shit is just like, fam, you didn't even have to put this in your book bag. Like, you could have threw right. this away on school property, bro. And right. my son is 18. He graduates in two weeks, bro. In two weeks' time, he will be, a, well, hopefully he'll graduate. He will graduate in two weeks. But fucking, he, uh, I told you, like, he composed sheet music and they fucking played it in his band at yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the video. It was a whole big thing. And he brought us copies of the sheet music of the piece that he composed. And it's mm-hmm. like, at 18, he brings us this. And I'm like, oh, we got to keep this. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is that. like, this is your first piece nah. that you have literally like written out, written sheet music. Yeah. I'm keeping this. This is a moment. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just weird. Like, I've been stopped caring about the shit he did at school in like fifth grade <laughs> but like here we are senior year and he's bringing shit home that i'm like nah we keeping that good. yeah nah that's hard though you you should definitely keep that one or turn turn it into something like i, I want to frame it i was about to say put it in someone that the internet might be able to send you like a, a gold plaque with the shit on it. i don't you know what i'm saying That'd like be hard yeah, yeah i should you, look that up yeah you can definitely find some hard shit but like yeah my, i tend to keep more shit that my kids make at home versus shit to that they bring home from school because my, my kids are still um, imaginative. They still got imaginations. It's pretty great. Bro, I cannot wait until my daughter loses her imagination, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't I, want mine too. Imaginations are way too much work, bro. Like, if she brings one more stuffed animal in here for me to check its fucking temperature, are you crazy? Bro, we're jaded. It's a doll. It doesn't have a temperature. We're, Shut we're, up. We're, we're jaded, bro. We don't know what they see. We don't know what they go through. We don't know what they deal with. I, I, bro. I play along sometimes. Now, the one thing that I don't do, fam, is how I know I'm going to be a terrible grandparent. I ain't watching your fucking little stuffed-ass animals, though. Like... They'd be like, watch you them. You're going to leave them like, with me to watch them? This bro, will be I, on the floor. I throw them at them on their way out the room. Like, nah, nah, nah. Bro, see, that. and this is why y'all know as podcasters, we don't come on here and lie to y'all. Like, we just have our conversations and happen to record them. This is consistent with what we was talking about a few weeks ago, right? Like, yeah, dads give you the bare minimum. You just don't know because you love them. Y'all, love y'all love us. Dads are dope. So you love us. But listen, bro... It, one day Cameron is gonna really grow up and realize, like, man, my dad really ain't shit. Like, that's my nigga, but he is he really ain't yeah, shit. Like, my daughter will literally like because I'm funny and I'm creative, I can ha- make her have fun with the fact I'm ignoring her. Oh yeah, like, I can make her Absolutely. laugh at ignoring her. Absolutely, a, a great ignore will get a great laugh out of a kid. I'm telling you, bro, and it's just like 
you you don't know that the reason why this is so funny is because it's coming from a want, dead and, ass place of here, truth. Leave me is, alone. This is how real this is right here, fam. I told my daughter three times before I came upstairs that I was getting her a band-aid. Here I am, 90 minutes later, <laughs> no band-aid. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all standing by while we vent. We just be talking our shit, man. Listen, it's hard being a dad trying to keep up with our successful wives. And sometimes you got to come on here and talk shit for an hour and 20 or so minutes. Remember when we used to do the show for like an hour and 45? Ooh, ooh, them days nah, are certainly I, over. Yeah, I actually do not remember any of those days. Y'all going to be hard. To, it got to be a really good topic on the horizon. We got to be like not paying no attention to the time in order for you to get that one um and again i, t- I told y'all last week i'm not telling y'all who i am no more if you made it to this point you know exactly who i am um and particularly if you made it to this point i need you to make sure you are subscribed on whatever thing you listen to this podcast on and make sure you rate it and whatever it asks you to do just do that for your boys one time for one time please that's a fact my name is cat and the fact that y'all know my name is cat because i just said it that should tell y'all our process of elimination who that was just speaking uh like i say each and every week the universe is way too big for your little ass problems and there's way too many niggas on this planet for us to be concerned about a few little droplets of blood bro whether it's going in a mouth or on the ground doesn't matter to me at all yeah it does not matter um and i you know already know rule number one around here um tell a friend to tell a friend not only about the podcast but i want to make sure that i reiterate um and you know apply this to whatever piece of your life you might need to apply it to just don't become a victim of i didn't think it could happen to me because that could just keep you out of a whole lot of situations and a whole lot of trouble um but then rule number two mind your motherfucking business Yes, sir. Uh, We'll catch you next week. I got to go pack up all my valuables. (laughs) You have officially been dipped.